And welcome in to another edition of 30 Racket Sports. It is Sunday, September 27th. And we are here for another wonderful edition. Talking sports. The baseball is getting ready to move on. Big week three in the NFL. And college football getting ramped up for some teams. Uh, to give you an introduction, I am Greg. I'm the talent around here. I'm the one that keeps the show going in line with these two co-hosts of mine uh one of them is the guy to my right the guy whose takes are as cold as the tribe offense was versus the pirates last night <laughs> a guy whose takes are as cold as ohio state's schedule right now it's zach zach how are you doing i'm doing good greg uh you know your little intros are getting old real quick though i don't know what you're talking he's about he's off his game they cut deep bro they cut deep they cut deep did you like nail josh worse than me though We'll see about you that. Take a cheap shot. <laughs> to the left is a guy that's really more concerned, more concerned with not losing than winning. Concerned with just being good enough for the podcast. A guy who really should be wearing a full suit and tie to this podcast. It's the guy on the ones and twos. It's Josh. What? Why do I need a full what? suit yeah. and tie? Because you should be wearing a tie after the Bengals' performance. <laughs> today. Oh. Oh. I was going to say a guy who was willing to punt on fourth down instead of kicking Nobody the field wanted goal. to win that No, that was brutal. They were that all was just bad. Like, do you it's want the Pat to? Shermer no, form of coaching. You're just trying not to lose. Yeah. doesn't matter whether or not you win. It's just not lose. We're all, like I said last week, we're all winners at heart or something like that. So, guys, before we get started... <laughs> What are you most excited in this upcoming week? Is it the MLB playoffs, week oh, four, maybe so another excited. week of college football coming up? As soon as Tuesday gets here, it's baseball, baby. Oh, baseball, yeah. Baseball, baby. All the way. And I'm excited about the truncated uh, playoff schedule. So, you know, it'll be bang, bang, bang. We don't have, like, the four days of travel that they get or whatever. Like, it's going to go. Great. It's going to roll. Yeah, baseball's awesome. rolling and also another team that will get to rolling. Over 500 for the first time since oh, December 2014. We'll get to... Baseball, the Browns, and a whole lot more. But first, guys, we need a drink. Oh, beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's cool. We have a beer from Zanesville, Ohio, on the eastern side of the state, way out there. But we have their Black Hand Stout from Y Bridge Brewing in Zanesville, Ohio. It is a French toast stout, which we can smell from all the way over here. So interesting beer kind of a far out place we i don't think we've had any beers from zanesville yet i don't know how many breweries are in zanesville but Ooh. first beer from them zach thoughts wow yeah like i said i think the only good thing that's ever come out of zanesville wow that is good it's it's really good this is yeah this is your ideal stout right here this is I mean, this is perfect. a great like i'm just gonna wake up tomorrow i'm gonna go pick some of those i'm gonna wake up tomorrow <laughs> and just pound a few of these with breakfast it's like. definitely a great breakfast beer but mm-hmm. i mean oh, man the finish is like oh man it's like, like syrup on your yeah. yeah. It's like syrup on your, wow. on your French toast. Wow, that is good. I mean, those Whoa. some of those breakfast stouts you get some some interesting flavors. Sometimes they're a little bit discombobulated. Yeah, but yeah. I think this stout, the one thing that I really enjoy about it is you get all the flavors. You mm-hmm. get the French toast flavor, and then at the end you get that like syrupy finish. Exactly. Very wow. good by by black Honestly, and stout. Doesn't even taste like. I don't mean this in a bad way, a negative way. It almost doesn't even taste like a beer. No. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's. Heavy, but it's got, I mean, it's got so many flavors that you don't even taste like your traditional malt and oh, grain no. flavors. Wow. Once again, this by Wybridge Brewing in Zanesville, right in the middle of Zanesville, That's right like near top the three Muskingum River. That we've had on this show. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. High regards from Zach. Yeah. I mean, I'm it not is, normally a stout guy. Either. I was going to say, I'm not a stout guy yeah. as well, but, you know, I mean, we, we've been drinking mostly IPAs, which is kind of what we prefer, but as far as a stout that I could sit down and drink, mm-hmm. it's definitely one, something that you might want to sip on because it's a little bit on the heavy side, but something that is full flavored and is a really uh, nice it's beer. It's really good. It is a 10.25%. Um, oh, yeah, so something that you're going to want to drink a little bit yeah, slower. Yeah, so we got it in uh, the, the four can. Uh, pack but i mean yeah if you'd like sweet beers or breakfast stouts i mean this is top of the line in that category now who josh did you pick this up yeah i picked this up on my way through so yeah i actually did go there to the brewery yeah um it's in you know and i just kind of like popped into zanesville got back on the highway but um while i was there there there's like a bar next to it two bars across the street there's live music going on and there's a good group of people in there having a good time and 
the quaint little thing in Zanesville, as Zanesville is. Was that the Smiling tavern, Goat Tavern, right? Smiling right Goat there? Tavern, yeah, sure, Whoa, sure. What a name. But uh, Bridge Brewery, uh, Zanesville, Ohio, top top notch in the oh, stout good. category. Well, awesome. We'll move that on, but really we'll good. be enjoying this. I mean, just awesome French toast. Kind of something different than what we've had on the on the pod beforehand, but definitely a wonderful breakfast beer that we're gonna continue to sip on and enjoy Absolutely. while we move on in the show. There will be playoff baseball in Ohio. Both the Reds and the Tribe have clinched playoff berths this week and will be figuring out who they play today for the last day of the MLB season, finishing up today, either going on the road or playing at home for the Tribe, starting Tuesday for the wildcard round. In college football, the Cats take down the Black Knights. Number 14 Cincinnati takes down number 22 Army 24-10 at home to move to 2-0 and finish up the non-conference schedule undefeated. Cincinnati held the Black Knights without an offensive touchdown. The first time since 2015, Army had not scored one as the Cats get a huge non-conference win and a huge win to start off their season. The Brownies get above 500 for the first time since December 2014 as Cleveland takes down the Washington footballers 34-20 behind two touchdowns from Nick Chubb and five turnovers forced by the Browns' defense. Cleveland will now take that winning record to Arlington next week to face them Cowboys. And finally, ties will do for the Bengals as they get the quote-unquote result versus the Eagles in a 23-23 tie. Joe Burrow had a solid day with 312 yards and two touchdowns, but once again got beat up behind that offensive line who allowed eight sacks. The Bengals head home next week to face Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars, looking for their first win of the season. And those are your OH headlines. Now time to move on to our six-pack of stats. Today's theme for the six-pack stats is the MLB season and the MLB playoffs with the playoffs Starting up on Tuesday for the wild card round, 53. 53% of the league will make the MLB playoffs, the highest percentage of teams ever. The previous high was 33%, or roughly a third of the league, used to make the playoffs during the wild card era, which went through the 2019 season. So, went from about a third of the teams to over half. 16 of the 30 teams I like will it. be participating in the playoffs, we'll be participating in October. I certainly like it. It's well, more inclusive. You do. It's more inclusive. <laughs> some of it's more inclusive for your trash. Some of us, you know, people who root for teams that you know won their division, uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. think it kind of rewards mediocrity. But we'll move uh, okay, on there. What? Speaking of mediocrity, five hundred. Based on today's result of the Cardinals and Brewers game, one of those teams could make the playoffs with a five hundred record at thirty and thirty. This would be the second worst winning percentage by a playoff team ever, trailing only the 1981 Royals, who had a 485 winning percentage during the strike-shortened season of 1981. So the second worst playoff team ever. Wow. Oof. 22. 22. And we'll get to this later as we have, uh, we kind of have our, our re-look at our over-unders, but this is 22. The uh, Yankees' first baseman, Luke Voigt, has won the home run title with 22 home runs. This is the lowest number of home runs to lead the MLB since the dead ball era, 1918, where Babe Ruth, who I'm not sure if anyone's ever heard of, and of course the famous Chili Walker. Oh, oh Chili. 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 Yeah, of the Philadelphia Athletics, of course. Spryal Broad. <laughs> shared the MLB lead with a solid 11 homers. So, Dang, so, 22, least slugging. amount to lead slugging. since slugging 1918. It, yeah. 380. This comes from the MLB leader for innings pitched this year is Texas's Lance Lynn, who pitched 84 innings. This Ooh, is true. 380 innings less than the record for innings pitched since 1900, which was Ed Walsh in 1908, who pitched... 464 innings are roughly 42 more complete games than Lance Lynn. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. That's stamina. A little uh, bit of a difference. Stamina. That's something else. Man. That's definitely 1908 baseball, not yeah. 2020 oh, yeah. baseball. No. 512. 
512 is the worst regular season winning percentage ever by a World Series champion. That was the 2006 St. Louis Cardinals who won 83 games. Uh, currently with a game to finish up, four of the 16 playoff teams, or roughly a quarter of the playoff teams, have a winning percentage worse than 512. All four of those teams in the senior circuit, in the National League, the bottom four teams with a record or with a record and winning percentage under 512. The last one is 76. 76 is uh, goes back to the World Series, which this year will be held at Globe Life Ballpark in Arlington, the Texas Rangers home ballpark, as the MLB is using the bubble system for the playoffs. This is the first time in 76 years that one ballpark will host the entire World Series. This was the 1944 World Series, of course, held at Sportsman's Park in St. Louis, which was the home ballpark for both the St. Louis Cardinals, who have never heard of, and of never course the of very him. famous St. Louis Browns. Uh, this also happened in 1921 and 1922 for the Giants-Yankees World Series at one of my favorite ballparks of polo all time. Polo grounds. The polo grounds. So certainly a weird, wacky season and a weird, wacky playoffs coming up, but something to be excited about with all these teams in, some mediocre records that teams could be hot going into the playoffs, such as your Cincinnati Reds, and could be a fun month here in baseball. That was a wacky six-pack to end a wacky regular season, but let's get the postseason started. The postseason will get started soon, and we'll talk about Exciting. it here just in a second. Of course, we're talking the big news in sports. We're talking playoffs. We're talking playoff baseball. Uh, playoffs are, are getting set here as we're finishing up with the last couple innings of the baseball regular season as we're recording right now. Uh, but, Zach, right now, the AL picture is set. Yep. Uh, the Rays going to be the one seed playing the Blue Jays. Uh, but at the number four seed is, of course, the, uh, the, the big tribe, one for baby. you, the Tribe play the new york yankees yes. uh also ath- athletics astros and then um white Sox twinkies yeah, playing so in, the, in the series. 2-7 matchup so a couple of interesting matchups of course we'll start with the one most uh most relevant in ohio we'll start with that 4-5 matchup with yeah. the indians and the yankees three game series being played at the Prague, at jacobs field the jake Ince, baby in Cleveland, uh, three-game series, best of three there. Zach, what are your expectations for um, the Indians versus the Yankees? Here's the inter- This is the hard part because of the regional play this year. We really don't know how any teams outside of uh, yeah their own their division really or their, yeah region I guess their region how they match up with uh, these other teams. Uh, the Yankees. I, I like it. I like it. Um, obviously, they got some big boppers, but they've had a lot of injuries, a lot of ups and downs. They, they've kind of really, I mean, there was some question marks whether they were going to make the playoffs. You know, they really just oh, yeah. posted they were the, in. They were the with, preseason uh, favorite, too. Right, with not a lot in the tank. Um, so I like the matchup. I mean, I, honestly, I would expect, even after the Indians' eight-game slide, but over the last week, I, I any Indians fan, you should expect them to win it. They have the pitching. I think the offense is coming around enough. Um, I'm not going to necessarily – it's a three-game series. So I'm not necessarily going to throw out you know, two or three games. But I, I think the Indians should come out and should be playing the ALDS. That's my expectation. Yeah, you look at – I mean, the Indians, of course, have the better pitching. Uh, aside of Cole, you know, no one for the Yankees has consistently stepped up this year. Right. And even Cole's kind of been up and down. Obviously, um, the Indians have – a Cy Young probable winner in the AL and Shane Bieber, uh, you know, great couple rotation, of other, good bullpen. You, know, you just hope the offense throws a few yeah. runs. On if the, the offense can get, you know, a few runs in, in at least two of those games, I would expect to see the Indians. I don't know if it'll be two or three games. Like you said, but yeah, I can't, yeah, I would also that, but... expect to see the Indians there. Um, before we go to, you know, world series picks and everything else, We'll go over to the other I, side. Do we want to talk about maybe like most intriguing other game in that league though, outside of? Um... Yeah, I guess we can do that. We'll talk about mm-hmm. what's what's your favorite uh, first round matchup? I guess Zach, what's your what's your favorite AL first round? I'm intrigued to see. We have actually a lot of like interdivisional matches besides the Indians, Yankees. Everybody else is interdivisional, yeah. uh, or so. Um, 
I think the Rays should have no problem with the Blue Jays. I'm honestly excited to see the Twins White Sox. Uh, I think the White Sox won the season series, but that's pretty tight. Um, I think that's a, that's an easy three gamer, and those are both teams who have big, powerful offenses and some decent pitching. So um, that's what I'm excited to see. I think that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Josh, what about you? What's your what's your most interesting matchup from the AL first round? I'd love to see uh, the A's get the Astros. Oh yeah, well everybody the yeah. A's comes to fruition. I would love to see that. That would probably be an entertaining three games, uh, just with that rivalry going on right now. Love That's to see the one. A's get them. Um, I'm actually gonna go with the with the third one. I, yeah. I I don't know if it'll be the best one, but I think one of the the more fun ones, interdivision, uh, Rays Blue Jays. Uh, the Rays have some great pitching. Obviously doing it. You know, balling on a budget, as they may say, uh, have some great pitching, some guys that that can, you know, can bop. But I think the Blue Jays, if they can figure it out on the pitching side, have I mean, have some of the most fun young bats in the league. In you know, Teoscar Hernandez, who was leading the league in home runs for a while. Obviously, you know, the the kids, the uh, Bo Bichette's, oh yeah, Vladimir Guerrero Juniors, the Lourdes Goriel Juniors. So I think it could be interesting. I I would say. Maybe expect the Blue Jays to take a game. Maybe they'll yeah. put up, you know, eight or nine runs. But I just think that'll be a fun game just because I like – the Rays have been an interesting team to watch, and I've loved watching yeah. the Blue Jays. They're one of the teams that, you know, when the Cubs and the Indians aren't playing, one of the teams that I, I like to watch just because I think oh, exactly. the team's so much fun. I think it's interesting. I think it's good to say that I think the American League's going to be very, 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 very intriguing. Yeah, competitive and fun. they'll dominate kind of that first wild card round. Yeah, well, going over from the AL to the NL – uh, the Reds still trying to figure out a couple of things. They're in a, a tight matchup against the Twins in the ninth inning right now as we record. But right now the expectation is them probably as the seven seed facing the Atlanta Braves. Once again, uh, an inter-division, inter-region matchup. So something that you don't have a whole lot to compare the teams as you know they haven't played any common opponents this year. But I guess what are your expectations? Reds have looked pretty good the last couple of weeks of the season. Josh, what are your thoughts on their matchup versus the Braves? Um, it, it'll be interesting. The good thing for the Reds is that, that they have they carry incredible momentum into the playoffs right now, and I think that's something that the Reds in past years haven't had. Um, like uh, last time when we played in the wild card against Pittsburgh, we had like lost eight of our last 11 games going into the postseason. Now we've won 10 out of 12 to fight back and be in the postseason. So I think the, the the club in general is going to have a better attitude going into this postseason. They have the momentum. And right now, all the right stars are kind of lighting up. You know, Moustakas had two home runs the other night. Uh, and then most notice, like, people are talking about how far the Reds have come in the past month to get mm-hmm. to the postseason. Rossell Iglesias, you look at him, like, at the beginning of the year and how terrible he was at the beginning of the year. And he's lights out now. Can, and he's proven that he can go more than one inning. Yeah. So I think all the right pieces are finally starting to settle in for the Reds, and it should be an entertaining series. I love that we're getting like three game series. This week's going to be awesome for baseball. I think the one thing that's probably most important for the Reds would be jumping on the Braves quickly because I think the Reds have some good, obviously, really good starting pitching. Their bullpen's been up and down, and then obviously they've been shown that they get hit some home runs. The big thing about their big thing about the Braves is their pitching has been kind of mediocre, but their offense has been insane. You know, put up 29 runs in a game this year. So if things go a little bit shaky early and, you know, uh, a few home runs by some of the boppers like Acuna, Freddie Freeman, some of those guys could really put the Reds behind the eight ball if they have to go to the bullpen early. But if guys like Bauer and, you know, Castillo can shut them down early, maybe someone for the Reds can step up with an early home run. I well, think the Reds have a really good chance. And that's going to be the the deal for the Reds is that you've got Bauer, Gray, and Castillo going. And as great as they've been, the trouble that they can get into, um, you know, Bauer and Gray can give up the home run shot. Um, and then Castillo can sometimes get himself into some trouble with yeah, some walks. Yeah, a lot walks. of walks. Yeah. You can't Wild. be doing that with that Braves offense. No. Um, and you have to start games off. That's another thing. Can't be behind in the count against the Braves, too, because they'll tee off on 3-1 pitches. R- right, and you can't, you can't going back to post other postseasons for the Reds, and sometimes you have something go wrong early. You, you can't have any of that. You can't have a pitcher, a starting pitcher, go three right. innings right now. 
you got to make it. I think the Reds can make it to the uh, division series, but it'll be it'll be entertaining. I'm yeah. just I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. All right, so looking at the NL picture, obviously things aren't quite as uh, set as they are in the AL yet, but right now we're looking early. Uh, Dodgers, Brewers, I believe the Phillies could still squeeze in there, but right now Dodgers, Brewers, uh, Braves, Reds, Cubs, Marlins, and then uh, Padres, Cardinals. Uh, Which one of these, I mean, aside of the Reds series, which one of these are you kind of... uh, looking in on and saying, wow, that's a, that's an interesting matchup. I kind of want to, you know, take another look at it. Um, wherever the Marlins line up, and, and really, and it feels weird to say this, but I really honestly don't care who they play. It's just, again, you know, on, on behalf of uh, Marlins fans, just happy to be here. Yeah. You know, I, I just still in disbelief that the Miami Marlins are in the postseason, and I believe, that, could they get the Cubs here? Yeah, right now they have the Cubs. Yeah, so I mean that that probably does not bode well for them, but you know it's going to be interesting to see the Miami Marlins in the postseason. It is going to be weird. It yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, the yeah, Derek Jeter led five games last year. Yeah, the Derek Jeter led. Right. Yeah. GM. We'll see. Zach, what about you? Which one? Um, I think Pods Cardinals is interesting. Honestly, I just want to see Fernando Tatis play. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited to watch Apart- that one. And the Cardinals are just, like, boring good. They're always just boring, like, good. That's just going to be a weird because, you know, Machado plays well. I think it's going to be a weird clash of personalities of teams, kind of. Um, that would be a good exa- one. That's exactly my thought. Is I, I, Mine is Padres-Cardinals just because it'll be interesting to see kind of the the new guard versus the old guard. Mm-hmm. The, the Cardinals have been such a, a you know, a such a consistent team. Yeah. Maybe Flaherty's a new guy, but, you know, they've had Wainwright. Molina forever. Goldschmidt pretty much fits into the Cardinals mold. Yeah. So a lot of guys like that, you know, professional players. And then you've got some of these, you know, loud, like interesting guys like Tatis and Machado. You've got some, you know, some interesting pitchers mm-hmm. on their side. So some guys that can really light it up and a team that. It'll be interesting to see that Clevenger is yeah. yeah. not coming Clevenger back, might so. not come out. So that's, that's a big. That's a big hit for them. It's a big loss. But, you know, they, they have some decent pitchers. And I think that'll probably be the most competitive series. Yeah. That and and the Reds series. I, I don't really expect whoever faces the Dodgers to really lock in that much. The, yeah. uh, my expectations are obviously super high for the Cubs, but uh, sure. we'll see about that. Here's the thing about the three-game series. I will say this, though. You never know. I could see the Dodgers just Yeah, the Dodgers have gotten their swept, by, yeah. swept by the Giants in a season this so. year, you know. Never I mean, know, but unlikely. Every, yeah. I mean, that's their mo in the postseason. Oh at yeah, some point. they choke yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, you look at every team in the playoffs, from the Dodgers all the way down to you know the Giant or you know the Brewers or the Phillies. It's like they've all gotten swept by mediocre to bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they've lost three games in a row, or de- and especially two games in a row to you know several teams. Yeah. So it's like anything could happen, and I think that's kind of the most exciting part. So guys, we'll we'll do this with the playoffs coming up. When we get to the World Series, who are the two teams you're expecting to see there? Zach? Uh, be easy if we wait till the DS, to be honest. Um, we'll revisit after the wild. Yeah, time. okay, yeah. fair. Um, just to try to be objective as possible, I'm not going to count the Indians in this. I'm going to go, uh, so if I'm not taking them out of the American League, uh, man. I'll go the White Sox. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about a lot. Of, like I said, we haven't seen a lot of interleague play. I don't know. Um, or in divisional play, even at this point. I'm going to go White Sox, Dodgers, something interesting, different. What about you, Josh? I am going to take, I think, yeah, those two, the two quiet dark horse teams in each league, I think. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals versus the White Sox. Ooh. Okay. Nice. All right. All right. So we're, we're each agreeing with, jo- or, uh, with Zach on one team. I'm going with the Dodgers, but I'm actually going to go with the A's. I like the yeah, rotation. I like some yeah. of the players. But once again, yeah. trying to be objective, not pick any of the teams that I root for. I right. really like the A's rotation. But once again, you know, God, it could be a crapshoot. We could see Blue yeah. Jays, yeah. Brewers. Uh, you know, anything can happen this week. Yeah. But uh, let us know what, what you think is the most intriguing matchup in the NL and the AL. Uh, who you think will be playing at the end of October at Globe Life yeah. in Arlington for the uh, World Series. Let us know. On our social media at 30 Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, Zach's reciting of the con. This round was inspired by the rich beauty 
in history of Black Hand Gorge State Nature Preserve. Located just northwest of Zanesville, Ohio. Visit it, then visit us. That makes a whole lot more sense why it's called the Black Hand Stud. I was very confused. Yeah, yeah. it does. I was, I was thinking like pre-World War One, and uh, but having the the nature preserve up there, definitely you understand the rich taste of this uh, fine brew by Wybridge and the, uh, I guess, the rich beauty it's of the nature preserve. Yeah, it makes more if sense. If I stare into this, like... Light Might go long insane. Enough, I'll go. I'll go to the gorge. Like it'll just take me there. What? What's up with the? What is that? Is that sign language on the can? I guess. All these letters. I'm not very uh, sign if it language. Is, if it is, that's pretty cool. Well, this was designed by uh, Zesty Zhang, uh, Instagram handle there. Uh, but it's yeah, it's very cool. It's very unique. Um, <laughs> it is. I definitely like the. Uh, yeah, that's definitely. That's sign language, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I said. I said it was sign language. We need to get know, somebody you seem on this. Questionable. We, need... we do. I don't. I don't know sign language. Do we have so. a guy for this? Well, uh, we'll have to get our intern on it. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the intern on it. But... Uh, well, check it out. Check out the uh, very cool can art. I will say it's. You know, we've had a lot of cans, and obviously something that catches our eyes when we're looking around is some cool can art. So, certainly something cool here by Black Hand Stout, uh, the Wybridge Brewing Company in Zanesville. If you're in that area, check it out because, as we mentioned earlier, fantastic beer. Such a good beer. It's very good. Cool, uh, cool can art and an interesting taste that you will not get in a whole lot of other beers. All right, what's brewing, Ohio? The biggest thing this week is there is a big new brewery coming. To Columbus, uh, specifically the uh, Polaris area. Oh, shout out Polaris, the Spi- old stomping grounds. Yeah, the Spires Social Brewing Company. Uh, their grand opening is this weekend. Uh, it is a 15 barrel brew house. Whoa. So they will have uh, lots of uh, production capacity and uh, surely will be able to keep up with demand. Uh, they've got a Blondale, Wheat Beer, Hazy IPA. And they are on the uh, Black is Beautiful Imperial Stout collaboration as well. Um, so you can head there, uh, proceeds from that beer sale for the Black is Beautiful beer, going to the People's Justice Project. Oh yeah, it's right on, uh, it's right on the corner of Sankus and Polaris, uh, right, right just west of the mall, so it's right around there. So just, I mean, just a couple minutes off the highway, that's not too bad. Uh, and then right down, uh, I guess not right down the road, but down the ways there in Athens, Jackie O's, uh, one of their most popular beers, Cool Beans. A latte-inspired golden ale. Cool, cool beans, beans. <laughs> it's brewed with lactose and conditioned on roasted coffee. Um, I love love me some coffee beers, uh, and cool beans is a good one, but that is now available in cans from Jackie O's. Nice. And then uh, from Greg and I's hometown, 16 Lots Brewing in Mason. Uh, they're doing a little brand refresh uh, with Splash Landing. Uh, they're now coming out with 16 ounce, 16 ounce cans. So 16 lots now canning. You can get those in their tap room in the Mason, Ohio. Yeah, it's just left of the area. bar. As someone that hasn't been there in, in several days, like four or five days. I mean, you know, some good brews over there. Your some uh, interesting names. Well, I'm a sad what? Your life is sad. Hey man, oh, that's he's, fair. He's important. <laughs> he's he's supporting the local brewery. No, I, yeah, sad people. No, I'm <laughs> my life there. is sad. I do a podcast with there. you. I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that I don't know what that says about the rest. Of that them. is what's brewing Ohio. You can find more at ohiocraftbeer.org and find them on social media at ohiocraftbeer and find us at social media at Thirty Rack of Sports. Support your local breweries. You're not sad if you do. Alrighty, on to our next segment, the over and the under. This one, we're not picking over and unders. We're actually uh, rehashing some of our over and under picks from before the baseball season. Uh, in one of our first episodes back where we were drinking, I believe, the Bootsy Collins beer from Fretboard. Yeah, shout out, Bootsy. Shout out our, our good friend, Bootsy. Bootsy Collins, who regularly tweets us out for one reason or another. Uh, but in that, we... Gave some overs and some unders for the, at that point, upcoming MLB season. So we're going to rehash. We're, we're people that take ownership of our 
of our predictions. We're gonna, you know, face some of us, some of us, face the music here. Accountability. You can't spell thirty rack without accountability. I'm not an English major, but I'm thinking. I think that's right. (laughs) So we're gonna start. Sure. (laughs) We're gonna start with the tribe, the Indians. Over under by William Hill Sportsbook coming into the year was thirty two and a half. Gross that they only said. Yeah. Um, the over was actually picked. All three of us took the over. And well, yeah. it looks like with the game finishing up here, the Indians will finish at either well, 34 or 35 wins. Got a couple innings ones. left. Let's not, let's not well, that's they are at 8-6 to six right now. 34 or 35 wins. So okay. no matter the score, they will hit the over. So all of us were correct there. Um, Zach, we'll kick it to you. You were expecting 40 wins, <laughs> but did say the over. You were uh. correct there. Give me How this, though. Think- Assuming they win today, if they hadn't really had like that one bad eight-game losing streak and maybe a couple other games yeah. go the other way, that's 41. What What are your thoughts, I guess, on the season uh, based on your expectations coming in? This season, I it felt like an 162-game season of Indians baseball where it was a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of frustrations. Um, I think they lost the Pirates last night. Today's a giveaway game. They did a bullpen game. It doesn't matter how this one turns out. They lost last night, but they, you know, they, they swept the White Sox. My hope is they stick in that seven seed and the White Sox keep number two. That's a great matchup for the Indians. Um, offense has been hot. Jose Ramirez, I think we might have the AL MVP and AL Cy Young. So overall, a fun season. So not quite up to what you were thinking, but still a fun season. Yeah, the, uh, the rest of, good. of the team's been trash, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of That's good uh, harsh, but. A lot of good things to look at for the Indians. Could be, could be a dangerous team. Could be. Uh, going to Southwest Ohio. Uh, for the Reds, we'll get your thoughts on this in just a second, Josh. But the over/under for them was 31 and a half. Uh, both Josh and Zach took over 31 and a half. Uh, I was a little bit worried about the division. I took under 31 and a half. And with uh, one game to be finished up against the Twins, the Reds will either finish up with 30 or 31 <laughs> oh wins, God. which means the under will hit there. Uh, I think most of us were thinking the Reds would be around that area. I know some people are saying as high as 36, but with kind of a slow start and a hot finish, the Reds, though finishing at 30 or 31 wins, will be involved in October. So at the end of the day, are you happy with the way the Reds season went or still a little disappointed <laughs> that a couple more wins can be added on there? Um, I guess I'm just happy to be. I mean, you're talking to a team, a fan of a team that hasn't been in many a years, so it's nice many to just... Years. Many, many years. Many years. What is decades? Six, yeah, what's it been? Oh, seven de- Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, couldn't, oh. I couldn't even imagine rooting for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs <laughs> yeah, what are you, for more than seven years. It's insane. But, yeah, I think we were all thinking around that uh, that ballpark. I wasn't thinking more than over, like, 35, maybe. But, you know, I would have liked to win more of those one-run one games. Well, finished by by half half off that over. Once again, the Reds kind of sitting. They're likely either going to be the five or the seven seed based on what happens today in that Cardinals Brewers game. So National League's insane right now. We'll have to go. Oh come on! On the road, both. I'm rooting for the Reds right now. They're they're tied two two the twenties. Need you to get a W here and hope the White Sox win Uh, because I think the White Sox hold the tiebreaker. So yeah, I believe that's true. So both teams. We'll make it to the playoffs, uh, as we mentioned, but both teams will have to go on the road. Uh, the next over-under we have, uh, going with homers, we had uh, total home runs by the uh, MLB leader in home runs. It was 19 and a half. Uh, the over was taken once again by all three of us. Uh, so far, only one player has eclipsed that 19 and a half number, right. but that's all we needed. Uh, Luke Voigt. Leads the league with 22 home runs. Uh, a couple guys at you know 19, 18, but only Voigt got over. But that was really all we needed. I think we fi- we all figured there could be a couple guys to do it, but you know that's the surprising we one we got right. Honestly, that yeah. was the one that I I was like it could happen. I think realistically, but uh, looking back, I would have been like if it did happen, like that was the most likely one to go wrong. But yeah, Luke yeah. Voigt kind of finally getting his opportunity, being healthy. Uh, been a big pickup for the Yankees this year with uh, Judge and Judge out. Oh, never mind. Dang, Cubs are. Whoa. Yeah, Cubs are crushing the White Sox. Uh, we gotta face the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, another one very close once oh, again. Oh no, actually no. 
we'll play we'll play Yankees. We'll slide in the four because if the White Sox, we have a tie break with the White Sox. We're a game behind the White Sox, so Indians beat the Pirates. This guy's trying to do math. We're, hey, we're, <laughs> we're right, in it. We'll catch that in a different segment. Right, but uh, the next one, right there, again, on the math. Once again, these, these sports books are usually right on. Reds almost right on. Homers, only one player over. Uh, wins, the most wins by, by a pitcher in the MLB was set at eight and a half. Uh, Zach was uh, the only one to take the over on this. Uh, both Josh and I took the under. Uh, all of us kind of figured it would be close. Maybe one pitcher would get over. It ended up being just under uh, both Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians and Hugh Darvish of the Chicago Cubs. Finished to be fair, they finished winning the eight. To be fair, Bieber lost like a couple games with like giving up three runs. The yep. Indians' offense wasn't so atrocious. Yep. Would have had like nine. You can say the wins. same thing about. You know, oh, the Reds, yeah. Trevor Bauer, yeah. yeah. Trevor Bauer, I believe, leads just over Darvish in ERA. So, yeah, he, yeah. Darvish also had a game or two that, you know, the offense didn't show up. So there were a couple guys that, that could have been there. But once again, the offensive production from a lot of these teams with good pitching was kind yeah. of up and down. So just under there, but once again, very close, like we said, Bieber and Darvish, both with eight wins. And the last one that we had was uh, batting average. This one was kind of a question based on whether or not someone would get hot or not. Uh, leading batting average in the MLB over-under was 345. Uh, both Zach and I took the over. Josh, being the contrarian, took the under. Uh, in the end of the day, two players were able to eclipse that 345 marker. Uh, DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees hit a uh, whopping 363. Juan Soto hit just over the mark at 351. So two players. Uh, I know before the season there was some conversation about guys hitting 400. Not really quite in that yeah, range, no, but no. still yeah. a couple guys getting it done. I mean, LeMahieu has been probably the best player for the Yankees this year. The one right. reason why they're actually still in the playoff picture, and Soto has been kind of one of the few bright spots for a national That kid's going to be really, fun to watch after yeah. the World Series last year. and Yeah, down massively down here for the Nationals, but... uh. He's still fun to watch, though. Yeah, Exciting but once again, kid. once again, pretty close. I mean, that was probably the the furthest one away from the average. Once again, the Indians, you know, one and a half or two and a half over. The Reds just falling short. Homers, one guy over, mm-hmm. wins. So, at the end of the day, if you're gonna go to Vegas, though, guys, I would, I would go, I would go with our picks. Yeah. Uh, Zach and Josh, both of you guys, finishing at three and two in your picks. A res- I'll take it. A respectable yeah. number. Over, over 500, you'll make some money there. Yeah, yeah. But if you really like want 40 bucks up, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, we really want to cash in, though, but if you want to cash <laughs> in, Grandmaster's the guy. Yeah, that's fair. They don't call me Grandmaster for nothing. I went five and zero on my picks. Uh, everything perfect, Impressive. just like I am the perfect host oh, of this right, show. Yeah, so right, you yeah. guys are welcome. Uh, let us know about your thoughts on the over and under. Uh, did you guys pick everything right? Were Were you another Grandmaster like me or? Fall a couple short, a couple shockers like these two had. Let us know on our social media at 30 Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're talking football. We're talking the NFL. Week two in the books. And week three almost in the books. As we we're in we're in week three, guys. I knew that. But uh, we'll start off in Northeast Ohio. Uh the Cleveland Browns, as was mentioned, move above 500 for the first time since 2014. That was right before Johnny Football's first start, if anyone remembers how great that was. Uh, Browns beat the Washington Footballers 34-20. to 20. Um, Whoa. 34-20. to 34. 34-20. <laughs> 34-20. Uh, behind... Another big game by Nick Chubb, uh, 19 carries, 108 yards, and two touchdowns. Also, defense stepping up, uh, forcing five turnovers, including three interceptions of uh, former Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins Jr. It's a project, Jr. I've said that. Uh, Browns outscoring Washington 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter to take this win. Zach... 
Yep. Maybe someone that's a little bit more, uh, you know, not not a Brown psycho like me. What are your, what are your thoughts on the Browns? I'm a win? fan though. Yeah, and uh, I can yeah, be maybe object- a little bit more objective. I can be objective. Uh, I root for him, but I can be objective. What yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, Obviously, two wins over some lesser teams in Washington and the yeah. Bengals, but over 500. So, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Browns so far? Um, and what are your thoughts on them? I, I like what they're doing. Uh, like the adjustments they made. You know, Baker. You know, what do you? 23 dropbacks. I think last week he was like 20, 21, something like yep. that. Dropbacks. Um, I like that. He's a guy who can make some plays, but you almost want to limit him a little bit on like the damage he can do. Uh, they're relying on Nick Chubb, uh, Cream Hunt, the good backfield. Um, yeah, they're not exciting wins. I wouldn't be like jacked about it. But at the same time, I think something the Browns struggled with in the past was beating teams you're supposed to beat. That's the first step. Yeah, a lot of let downs. Becoming a good team. Um, and so they're doing that. They're beating teams they need to beat. Um. So yeah, I think I like I like where they're going. Um, yeah. it's still I like to you know we'll see as the season goes on. I'm still that, that was my takeaway for the Browns today is that like you, exactly like you said, Zach. You, you change the mentality. You start changing the mentality and culture mm-hmm. to winning in the locker room when you start beating those teams that you're expected to beat. Yeah, unlike some teams. And, exactly. And I think the one thing that, as you kind of mentioned with the running game, the one thing that that made me feel most positive about this offense is Baker was 16 of 23. A couple of those incompletions were some not great misthrows, but you know, no interceptions. One of them was a a pass that Odell kind of had to, you know, knock away from a defender, but uh, you know, no turnovers from him, which is, is big. And then the running game wasn't quite working as well early, but they kept with it. Exactly. And then we're able to open up some stuff later. So it's nice to see, you know, a competent, offensive coaching staff exactly. that it's not sexy yeah. but it, it works but they don't yeah they don't you go away from it. things yeah. and then you know open it up later and you definitely see that you know 17 points in the second quarter 17 points in the fourth quarter yeah. as the washington defense started to get tired they were able to get them for a few touchdowns uh the defense on the other hand uh let washington move the ball um mostly they were taken back by their mistakes obviously you know five turnovers and the one thing that the offense was able to do is, though they were, didn't move the ball great all day, uh, they were able to score touchdowns on all three of uh, Dwayne Haskins' uh, mm-hmm. interceptions. So something, you know, at least positive to look at is they're a team that's, as you mentioned, beating the teams that they should beat and at least, you know, taking advantage of things like turnovers. So the one thing that I can say about the Browns so far, at least after the first game, once again, that was against a very good Baltimore team, very good, yeah. is competent and that's something that i've rarely <laughs> if ever said about the browns in my entire <laughs> lifetime so something yeah. something that we'll take it's a positive yeah you should take that and uh yeah like we'll see how it goes but yeah i agree i think uh they're moving you're seeing just it's, they look like a football team a professional football team right now yeah which is uh, nice that's that's a that's a giant change of fortunes and, and something nice to see mm-hmm. a team that i would say is trying to get back to competence and has definitely taken the first step in drafting what I think we can all say is is someone who looks to be a franchise he's quarterback. It. He's the guy in in yeah. Joe Burrow. But the Bengals come up just short of uh, of a win today. End up getting a tie as uh, the last time the Bengals tied the Eagles. In the words of Donovan McVab, I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't even know that could happen. Twenty three twenty three in Philly. Uh, as we mentioned, Joe Burrow, thirty one of forty four, three hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. But the big drawback uh eight sacks for 56 yards um and then mix in only you know 49 yards on 17 carries yeah, averaging can, just under three yards a carry the offensive line can we fixate yeah. on that those two stats right now i want everybody to really like listen to this for a minute and take this to heart and think about What's it that, for a minute. the running back mixon joe burrow yeah. had more yards off sacks today he more was sacked lost. more yeah. yards lost 56 yards lost off of eight sacks. Then the Cincinnati Bengals did rushing. Oh, yeah. They only had 48 rushing yards and 56 yards lost from sacks. 
I want everybody to listen to me right now and listen to that's that. The offensive and line is atrocious, that though, Josh. Tell me why that offensive line is it's still so bad. by the Cincinnati Bengals to protect a franchise quarterback. You like took Joe Billy Morrow. Price, who was uh, an award winner, All American, uh, can't miss first round. Now that guy can't. He's he gets terrible. he is terrible. But you have to start thinking: Is it the coaching though? That's what I'm saying. I don't want to blame it, but I mean, like, is it the coaching, though? At a certain point, you have to be like, when when you consistently, again, they said it today after. You can't be afraid to make changes, too. After the game today, they said it again that we like what we see from our offensive line. Well, he's killing your first overall quarter, first overall pick. I don't know what they saw that they liked. What are you seeing that you like? (laughs) What is everybody else missing? I was watching the Browns game Uh, at the bar. And there was one TV that had the Bengals game up. And no joke, every time I looked up at the Bengals game, when the Bengals were on offense, Joe Burrow was getting murdered. Either after, right after he released the ball or taking sacks, that guy was getting crushed. And that offensive line, obviously Jonah Williams is basically a rookie, but that right side of that offensive line is... I mean, Absolutely atrocious, and I think it shows a young, scared coaching staff when they don't do enough to try to play for a win against the Eagles, and they don't make changes. You've seen Bill Belichick will cut, will cut whoever right. at a moment's notice. These teams that play well will cut players yeah. that don't perform or don't do things the right way at a moment's notice, but the Bengals will not. Well, and to get to that, Craig, you know— and and you can you can look at the other chances and everything, and you can look at what the outcomes were and everything. And granted, the first kick that he missed in game one would have just sent it to overtime. But you look at that kick at, in week one that Randy Bullock missed, and then you look at his penalty that he got right at the end of the first half where the Bengals were going to go into halftime with the lead after a great drive, some great plays by Burrow and Boyd. Mm-hmm. And then... You kick the ball out of bounds on the kickoff. Eagles get the ball at the 40-yard line. They, get they go goal. down, get a field goal. You take in a one-point lead right. instead of instead of a – I, I think, think it was like a four- or five-point lead or something. It's going like to be a that. long season, and I'm even looking right now. It was a six-point lead that turned so in – You can look at two instances where, a, time turned into a, where deficit. a mistake from the kicker has cost the Cincinnati Bengals – in in such a way, and then yeah, some of the some of the timeouts that they take, it's just like, man, you wish you would have had at least one more timeout at the end of the game there. And then both of the coaching decisions on each side in overtime just are, bewilder me. I, yeah. Like you said, Zach, we were watching it. And oh like, man, nobody seems to want to win this game. Doug Peterson didn't even want to win that game. He punted. He punted back to the Bengals instead of throwing a hail mary, which you brought the point was. They could have ran down the clock down to like four yeah, seconds and then you, chucked yeah. it into the end zone take, and hope for something. Or even it's a sixty-four yarder. I don't know. I, we've seen guys hit sixty-five. Their kicker yarders. hit a sixty-one yarder like two years. That's ago. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like they neither team wanted to win. That was insane. Doug Peterson, you know, is I mean, a shell I'll, of the guy who coached the team to a super. I'll give it this. Yeah, he's place. getting scared. I'll now. give it yeah. this. Yeah. And this is why you know scared. Burrow has has it going. I mean, he's averaging seven yards a throw. Tyler Boyd good. obviously had good. the big day today with ten receptions, I'm 125 yards. I. They're getting the ball out there. They are. The, the problem with the Bengals but, is looking at their schedule. First of all, they play three teams. The Browns were the best of them. Um, and we'll see how they continue to. Probably an eight and eight team is how I feel right now. So wow, eight and eight—that's awesome. Whoa. Yeah, but that I'm saying so is excitement. you got you got the Jags next week. That that's your last, honestly, in my opinion. Maybe the I don't know. The Colts are playing pretty fucking well right now. That's probably your last legit winnable game. Until, maybe well the Giants, the Giants, the Giants yeah. yeah, the Giants are terrible. The Dolphins, maybe yeah, until like late November. Yeah, I mean you you have the Browns again at home, and you know the Browns. Is, you never know with the Browns. That's yeah, fair, I mean, but realistically, yeah, you get play. the right personnel in place. Yeah, I mean you got that reasons. line is a tro- that is it is the line. I mean honestly, like I I said I had that offensive people... line is the worst of I've ever seen. That was the most extensively I've watched the Bengals that last end of the fourth quarter overtime. Atrocious. They'd be a fairly decent team if it if that O line was fixed. 
They've got some problems on defense. If they were average, they have to be great. Yeah, but the yeah, defense, I mean, okay. yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Maybe defense at least looks slightly above average. Yeah, the defense looks better than in past. I mean, they were getting some pressure on Wentz. Like, I mean, they held him to you know 23 points, and like you said, some of that was you know self-inflicted, like the field goal and whatnot. And obviously, they let him drive down and score at the end. There, there can be some improvements on the defense, but it's like. Really, there are a couple things you can compl- complain about. You know, A.J. Green still five receptions, 36 yards. Still hasn't been great. Obviously, a few issues on the defense. But the biggest thing is the offensive line. Joe yeah. Mixon, like, Joe Mixon could, be a, could be a good running back. Like, could be. But you have no idea when he's he's having to make guys miss two yards in the backfield. Right, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not knocking Mixon here at all. I mean, yeah, he's got no, no room to work. doesn't matter who's running the yeah. ball. I mean, it's just you've got to figure out how to get the right personnel in here, and you got to do it soon because, I like, we were joking. I mean, not joking, really. I mean, it's reality. The Bengals' social media accounts, literally no matter what they post, all the comments are, yeah. have you cut Bobby Hart yet? Was Barbie, Bobby Hart gone yet? When are you going to fix the O-line? It's, it's glaringly obvious to everybody, but all you hear from the coaching staff and ownership and general management – is that we like what we see in our offensive line. Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin needs to answer for why Joe Burrow got sacked eight times today. Yeah, yeah, and the one thing that, I mean, you have to look at down the road is, one, like, I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be able to play a complete season behind that offensive no. line. No. And the other thing is, you, I mean, you look at some of these first overall picks, you know, a lot of them were in new franchises that, you know, didn't have any sort of offensive line, but the Bengals offensive line is looking close where they get killed their first, you know, yeah. their first year. I mean, David Carr was never the same after those first couple of years. No. Tim Couch had happy feet. And some of these guys, you're like, you know, when you get beat up so much, like it just psychologically wears on you and you have no idea. Like, I mean, you can see it like he can hide all he wants about it, but like you can see it after the game that, Guy is just yeah. exhausted. Oh yeah. I mean, to get eight I mean eight sacks for nearly sixty yards lost today. Oh, I mean was that's just terrible. It was bad. I mean, and it's something that you'll definitely see. I mean, gosh, they're gonna have to fix at some point because I think Burrow, I mean, how many only sa- how many touch- sacks has he taken this year? Uh, he's getting near fifteen. Yeah. I mean I th- he's taken yeah, he's taken He's at 14 sacks so far this year. Through three games. So, I mean. It's insane. Yeah, you put that out. You know, you're thinking 14 sacks. And times it, that by three, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at close to 50 sacks through a 16-game yeah. season. Which is insane. And and he's proven that he can work under pressure, but, like, he's not going to survive if he keeps getting hit like that. No. So, yeah. I, we'll see. So from they the, got to get the right personnel in. From a team that, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of playoff playoff aspirations right now, Browns, who knows? There's still time for them to disappoint me, I'm sure. Looking at the whole league through the first, you know, two-plus weeks, who are, I mean, I guess who are some of your, your favorite teams in, in both leagues? Who are some teams maybe you're surprised by, and who do you think are some of the, the juggernauts in the, in the league? I guess we'll start with the AFC. The AFC, I mean, obviously you don't discount K- Casey. Obviously, I'll take an easy one there. Um, and I like the Ravens. Um, I, I Buffalo excites me. I, I, I'm still not sold on them, though. Um, got to see a lot more. Buffalo reminds me of Cleveland a little bit. I got to see more. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I think, the, um, I think I would actually say, I mean, Kansas City kind of was a little wobbly at times against the Texans and uh, well, I think they're the coming Chiefs, down. It's not but, the same team as last yeah. year, but I still think... I Pat Mahomes is, you know, elite. He's one of the those Ravens. Guys. I had some questions about the defense, but the defense has yeah. been great. The offense has been great. I think they are easily the best team in the league. The Steelers are three and zero, but they really haven't played anybody. No, I don't trust uh, the Steelers. The Bills, I'm interested by. Mm-hmm. I think they could be a top couple team because, I mean, they beat a good Rams team. Did blow a lead, but no, Josh like Allen has been a completely different player with Stephon Diggs in yeah. that offense, and I think it's that's something really interesting to watch. I need a few more weeks. I need. Yeah. I need a, Need to see like a five and one, six and zero start. I, I think them. they could be a team that could really cause yeah. trouble in the playoffs. Uh, Josh, what about you? Who who who's kind of that big team you're looking at in the AFC? AFC for me is still the Ravens right now. Um, for the Bills, yeah, I mean their offense is definitely 
gotten better with Diggs in there, but the defense still leaves a little uh, to be desired. The Ravens right now are still are just the complete package right yeah. now in the AFC. Well, the Ravens, yeah, yeah. yeah. You throw them in there. Right, it's hard to overlook that. Yeah. Um, if I might go ahead and jump to the NFC. Yeah, I was going to say uh, NFC. I want you to be completely objective here, by the way. I am, and I am, and I, I mean this seriously. I love what I've seen from my Packers. Uh, we'll see tonight. They play the Sunday night game. Um, I don't expect it. I love it. I like the defense. They still give up a lot of big plays, but they also force a lot. They put a lot of pressure. They force turnover, and I like week to week. What they can do now is some weeks, depending on... They, <laughs> The offense is set up for them. I'd still like a little more receiving help, but I think some guys are stepping up as I like this team because you have a dangerous backfield mate with Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, and like week to week, one week it's Aaron Rodgers gets the load, right? And he's going to put up 350, but then the next week it's Aaron Jones gets the load and Rodgers only throwing like 250. Uh, I like it. Um, I like the Packers. Um, yeah, you like this? I think it's Packers Seahawks, really. Okay. Um, that, that's where I was. I was going to agree with you because I think yeah. you look at all the other teams. Everybody else is kind of muddled, and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a flip. Uh, the NFC. I think the AFC is the better conference overall. The NFC is pretty. Uh, yeah, because you, you look know. at the. I mean, and then you look with San the Francisco NFC. and their injuries. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to jump, but yeah. But the NFC East, you look at the NFC East is fraudulent. Uh, the Bears have just beaten some bad teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't beaten anyone. Uh, the NFC South, the quarterbacks that you just worry about how they're going to hold know, up just, anymore. How much you're going to hold up? Yeah. The Cardinals right now are two and zero as we're recording, but might lose to the um, Lions. Might lose to the Lions. Yeah. I think the. I mean, obviously, all the teams in the NFC West are pretty decent. Like they're any of them could be sneaky they're good. good teams, yeah. But I would say probably the two teams that have looked best so far are the Seahawks and the Packers. I'll be yeah. interesting to see the Packers. Play a little bit better competition. The Vikings are kind of a mid. Yeah, they're the they're disappointing team, thus far. No, I agree. They're disappointing thus far. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like the Packers to be honest. I I would say the 49ers, but it just sucks with the injuries that they've had. The 49ers, I just think don't aren't going to be able to crawl out of that injury hole. They've unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, the injuries they have are to key players in their the Niners. Yeah, injuries. it's Mostert, and they're in the yeah. best division in the NFC. Garoppolo like, is it's all. It's I mean, I think I, I think the Rams right are a dark horse. I think yeah, uh, at their down year, uh, they might create some havoc, and they have the talent to do so. Um, so there's about three teams there that I like as well. Um, I think the NFC East is trash. I don't think anybody's. I mean, every out of that. I think if the Cowboys lose, which it looks like they're going to as we record, mm-hmm. you could have, you know, you could have an zero and three team, an two zero and three, and then one and two one and two teams. No, one zero two and one team. Thank you. The oh, I'm the sorry. Yeah, you're right. though. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. The NFC East is bad, and um, I yeah. I mean, I think, you know. For prosperity's sake, fuck you. We can throw the Bears in there. You're really looking at. I think the NFC South is not strong, so you're looking at Packers, Bears, and then probably, uh, Card. You know, Seahawks, Rams. In my opinion, yeah, Seahawks, Rams, and then maybe, maybe Cardinals could be a problem. Yeah, maybe San if, Francisco, depending on the injuries. And then know. maybe if you can see a little bit more out of New Orleans or Tampa. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But we'll yeah. be interesting. Uh, obviously, Week Four, uh, as we mentioned for the Ohio teams. The Browns go to uh, Dallas to face the Cowboys. The Bengals welcome the Jaguars. Uh, I don't know. Looking at, at some good games kind of coming up this week. Patriots Chiefs next weekend. Bills Raiders next weekend. And then the Monday, well, then the Packers face the team that can't help but blow a bunch of leads. Oh, place the Falcons yeah. next Monday night. So we'll be interesting coming up. Uh, we'd love to hear who are some teams that you think are poised to make a run. Do you think the Browns can keep this up? Do you think the Bengals can turn it around? Do you think the Bengals will cut every single player on their offensive line? Let us know on our social media at 30 Racket Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Before we we end this episode, once again, we want to thank you so much for listening. I believe we're 30-plus episodes in, so thank you for staying with us. Uh, We also want to thank Zanesville's uh, Wybridge Brewing and their uh, black hand stout this french toast stout i mean Delicious. we can't we can't say enough about it if you're not like a stout person it's I'm still something to try top three oh. yeah it, it is great it's got like i mean it's got the full it mm. smells like french toast it's got the french toast flavor and it's got that like syrupy flavor at the it's end which so is really good. interesting so uh thank you so much for that um guys before we get out here just one last question 
coming up this week. Most excited. You gonna go Bengals or you gonna go uh, post playoff? Postseason, baby. Oh, Red, Reds baseball, baseball, yeah, baseball postseason, yeah. Post no, post-season. it's great. Both Ohio teams are in. That's, I mean, geez, when was the last time that happened? Yeah, forever ago. We got, we got forever. Forever. That's probably ever. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably yeah. forever. Oh my god, that's exciting. I I'm think excited for it. 2013, they both lost in the wild card game. You're right, they so, did. Yeah, so I was. A, that's what I call yeah. grandmaster. Uh, grandmaster. But, grandmaster, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys could also say NBA Finals starting, but I, I'm, I'm sure you guys probably forgot about this, but we're all in agreement. Thursday night game between the Broncos and the Jets probably tops on all Oh, of I mean, obviously, I can't wait to see bad football. Sam Darnold. Hey, we're all, sports are back. We're all excited yeah. for Action. Action's back. Shout out to the Mac. Shout out to college football coming back. One of the first big weeks. Great to come back. We'll see it be even more back at the end of October when the Big exactly. Ten comes back. So uh, a lot of great things coming ahead. Be sure to look for new episodes every week for 30 Rack. Once again, thank you so much for listening. For Josh on the ones and twos. For Zach providing the content, baby. Uh, I don't really know what he provides. Providing issues for me mentally, really. (laughs) And for the talent, Greg, thank you so much for listening. 30 Rack out. Peace.